good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world i hope everything is just going on well and um this is musings with jesus if this is your first time of joining on this podcast this is a place where um, we talk about faith life and love in the context of the bible and context of scripture i talk about my ongoing walk with the lord things that i'm learning about him um, i have been a christian for a greater part of my life i gave my life to christ at the age of 17 and since then i've just been on an ongoing journey learning a whole lot more about him i've had my ups and downs in my faith well i would say my walk with god not in my faith i haven't never doubted ever since i got to know jesus as my personal lord and savior i haven't doubted that truth i haven't doubted him because you know when you have an encounter with someone and it's and it's a real encounter you 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 can't on encounter that you know you're, you're changed forever so that that personal experience that i had with god just had an impact on me so i am not one of those people who will ever find themselves in a place where you are questioning whether god exists because there's a lot of history of our relationship and where we are at and i know what my life was like before i gave you know we encountered one another so i encountered him and i know how my life has been ever since so it's not to say that i haven't had any problems i haven't had challenges i've had lots of them and i've been open about a number of them throughout this podcast which is two years old now um but what it means is that he is the reason why i am still here today and um, I don't say this often enough, but it is true. Um, last week I was just a, well, a couple of days ago. I was thinking about I was thinking about some of the problems that I've had, you know, medical interventions over the years, and almost like I've been almost like the cat with nine lives because I mean I've even had I've had like three emergency surgeries. As in, when you say emergency, in one case it was to do with childbirth, another one was to do with you know just other things things that i would have to be rushed at then you know and somehow god would just take me through those situations and in all of the cases like i said he's the reason why i'm still here today um i i i i for me i can't speak of anyone else but in my life i know that my life is hidden christ with god and that my being on this earth being able to do the things that I'm doing now is because God did not allow it to be different because there are many things that have happened in my life that would if they did not I mean but for the mercy and the grace of God I wouldn't be here today I definitely would not be here today I won't be here today and um I just want to you know so that's the 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 foundation of my journey with Christ you know I am in a um, I'm going through a Bible seminary program and I continue to hear people we are in conversations where I hear people talking op- openly about you know questioning you know the struggles they have with the faith and I realize that it makes me realize how blessed I am that the struggles that I have are not necessary with believing that the word of God is true. It's about applying the word in my life. It's not about 
whether or not Jesus is really real or he's God. It's about how do I make him real, practical, um, invite his presence in my life, make my life the kind of place where Jesus is a 24-7 affair, you know, where the power of God follows me, his presence everywhere I go. That is my challenge. My challenge is not whether that power or that presence exists. I have no doubt that it exists and that it is present on earth and that it is real and that it is also the most high power in, in the in the holy of holies. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that there's a place called heaven, you know, and that the place is, is, is a majestic place, it's a glorious place. I have no doubt that there's a spiritual realm. And that the things that happen in the spiritual realm sort of like oversee what happens in the physical realm. I have no doubt that when a man dies, when the, that that the the spirit, the, the um, when when life ends on earth, it continues elsewhere. I have no doubt about these things. I have no doubt, not just because of what I have been told, but because of what I have experienced. There's a lot of things that I have experienced that I can't even talk about because there's no point. You know what I'm saying? There's no point talking about them. I would rather talk about the scripture and use that as my authority so that I am not, I do not find, you know, I I do not become guilty of promoting something that is a personal experience as something that should be a common experience. But there are proof points that I believe have been given to me to help me to understand what's the bible is really all about and which is why as a rule i try not to talk about supernatural encounters because i notice that when you do so people then get distracted from the word of god and then they begin to build doctrines around those encounters and that is when we all fall into error it is dangerous to do that um, it is better that we we center our faith and our emotional and um, investment and our reflections on what the word of god has to say about these things um, because we see that God deals with people differently, although he will not deal with us different from what his word says. But the ways, the context, the application, the um, manifestation will be different depending on our situations and all of that. And again, it will be different, but it will not be contradictory to the word of God. That's the thing, because again, there, there's a lot of error going on of people doing things that are contrary to the word of God and then claiming that is a diversity of manifestation. No, the, the God deals with people differently, but it will never be contradictory to what the word of God says. It will only be different. It will be consistent, but different. Consistent, aligned with the word of God, written word of God, but it will be different in the context, in the manifestation. And the Bible also says that as I said, that diversity of gifts, that diversity of manifestation. But that is the same spirit. So it has to come back to the root source, which is the word of God and the spirit of God. So because I've had this experience, um, I've had this relationship with the Lord. And it's a very real one. He gives me advice. I follow the advice. It works for me. You know, he tells me things. Like recently there was a health situation I was going through. And he had been warning me. You know, giving me warnings about diet, indicating that he had some understanding of what was going on. And by the time I went, and I didn't fully grasp it, you know, but I was following the advice, but sometimes I won't follow it, you know, that kind of thing, you know, this self-willed thing that all of us struggle with, at least I know I struggle with that. So many times I'd be like, you know what, I'll still do it, and then it would all turn bad. But by the time 
they now did an investigation they actually sent you know there was you know they looked down my throat and actually did a scopy down in it then showed confirmed what the holy spirit had been telling me so a lot of what he had been counseling me about for weeks about my diet telling me to watch the texture of what i was eating is because he knew what was structurally going on inside of me which i had no line side up to that point even the doctors had no line side of there was no reason why they felt i couldn't eat anything that i wanted to eat but god knew that i couldn't that there were physical whatever now i'm sure the question you would have is okay if you knew that then why couldn't you just do something about it but then it's this is how god works he shows you things he gives you revelation and he he tells you a path out of it it is whether or not you know obedience is is is, is, is what then matters so my challenge has been learning how to obey him rather than trying to force him to do it my way and and you know that's 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 just the story of the bible you know moses had the same struggle adam and eve had the same struggle Noah at some point had the same struggle. Abraham had the same struggle. We're forever trying to figure things out ourselves. And, you know, when God says, okay, I'm going to bless you, all the families of the earth and you, okay, so let me have my own son. It, 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 it says it's going to be through Isaac. Okay, let me have, since Isaac is not is not coming as fast as I want to, then let me try and, you know, let me get an Ishmael through um, my wife's handmaid. You know, we're always trying to shortcut God's way because we sometimes just are impatient with how, you know, we're like, really, why must you go through this long way? Why, why not this one? But the results and the outcomes are never, ever the same. So that's sort of like the kind of relationship that I have with him. So when I now go and I now do a scientific investigation and it confirms what the Spirit of God has been saying to me, how can you then come to me then later and you tell me that there is no God or that something? You know, that's your problem. For me, I have a relationship with a God and a Father that is real to me. He guides me, he counsels me, he shows me things to come. He tells me, reveals secrets about my life. Sometimes he tells me things about other people. Sometimes things about my environment, my situation. Sometimes even things about the world as a whole. Very few times. But he, these are things that he says to me. So he, he gives me... In fact, what, what I appreciate the most about my relationship with God is that he, he gives me meaning and understanding. Because many times, for me, and I don't know if you're like that, for me... Meaning and understanding is very important. I want to know why things are the way they are. It's very important for me. It's so important to me. So I always, I'm, I'm literally, you know, like the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. And I, I'm sorry if I'm mentioning things that you're not aware of, but, you know, I want this to be very free, free flow today. I don't want to make this all about just scripture and, oh, let's read this verse, let's read that. I just want to talk from the heart. So there's this story about how Jesus had these two sisters, Mary and Martha, and, you know, he, he used to have these communal gatherings in people's houses, out of the streets, and mountains and things. People would just gather, informal gatherings, but really, really compelling, you know, sort of things. So there was one of the sisters was going around, you know, doing all the hosting, preparing, and another one just sat at the feet of Jesus. And the sister was like, I, I can't you see my sister? So I to come and help me in the kitchen. By the way, this is a common thing in a girl's house in traditional cultural circles. You are always supposed to be involved with you know the kitchen and doing stuff rather while, while other people are really having the, the, the important conversations you know you're supposed to be on the fringe of it and making everybody comfortable so that was you know the, i can really identify with that story because it's very common in my culture as well and then jesus said leave her that she has chosen that which is most important you know and so that i would be that um i think it was martha that was at his feet i would be that 
woman at Jesus' feet. I would not be the one going into the kitchen and looking for people are going to eat. That is not me. Anybody that knows me knows I am not that person. I will be the one at the master's feet trying to ask him questions, hanging on his every word. What is he saying? Trying to understand what he's saying, you know, reflecting on it. That is me. So, so I continue to do that. And I like the fact that he indulges me in that because it's so important for me. Like a lot is going on in my country, a lot of terrorism, insecurity, political maneuverings, people, you know, just really airy behavior, you know, really, really airy. You can imagine a station where like you are in your house with your father and your father is supposed to be your protector. And then you see evil people coming in and your father is not saying a word. And your father is pretending as if nothing is happening. And you're like, Daddy, look, people are coming in. And, and then he's like, you know, he's pretending like he didn't see anything. And he's not bothered. So the only conclusion you're forced to come to is that, Daddy, what, is, what am I missing here? You know, what's going on? Did you send these people, you know? So we're having all these funny things going on. And it's just making me really, really... I'm looking to God for meaning in what's going on because honestly, yeah. Otherwise, I I I think, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't even know what I'm. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. One is really going to be in a very bad situation because it is clear that the structures that are in place to protect and to serve are not doing that. They are not available to do that. They have been manipulated and twisted into selfish ends it's also clear that there is a spiritual agenda upon our nation and our country that is very demonic that is very bloodthirsty and that wants to just cause chaos and they have found willful agents you know in prominent places that are willing to play you know to fulfill that agenda so there is a i said that there is a call to Christians and people who, all people of good conscience, to be sober, to be vigilant, and to just retain in themselves a willingness to stand up for what is right and what is true. <clears throat> As a Christian, my concern is what is God saying? What would He have me do? And what do I need to do? And how am I going to do it? So that's what I'm going to be spending a lot of my time in the next few months doing. I think this year is going to be a very important year for us in Nigeria. It's going to be, next year will be very important as well. The Lord had prepared me at the beginning of the century in 2020 that it was going to be a tough year and a tough decade. He said a lot of there will be a lot of uprooting. But he, he sort of gave me the sense that a lot of what would happen would be for a good purpose. But he did say it to be very challenging. It would be very um, tumultuous. There would be a lot of loss. There would be pain. There would be sorrow. But he didn't give me... He, 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 I almost got a sense of like it was a needful passage for certain things to be done. Not, not to say that he's the one causing it. But what he was saying is that regardless of that, he will, he will bring good out of it somehow. But it was important for, for, you know, the message I was getting from him was that I needed to be sober, I needed to be vigilant, and that I needed to just be alert. You know, that sense of there is danger coming. We may not be able to prevent all the danger, we may not be able to avoid all of the danger, but I need you to be prepared. 
and I need you to know what you need. Um, I need you to be aware of what you need to do to make sure that you are in a position to help, to serve, to protect, and to fulfill God's purpose in all that is going on, and that you do not fall into the trap of finding yourself on the wrong side of divine and spiritual history. So, all what I'm saying doesn't really make sense to me. I so don't expect I don't expect that it will make sense to you because I I don't fully understand, but I just get that sense of winter is coming, you know. Like, you know, and, and I think people who live in countries where you know how you have harsh and cold winters, you understand what I'm saying. When winter is coming, winter may not necessarily be a bad thing, but it can be bad if you're not prepared. So yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, that was you. So it, it comes with a lot of cold. You probably have to spend more money. You probably have to provide more funds. You need to, you know, there are things you need to do to prepare for hit for winter. And you can't stop winter from coming. You can't stop winter. You you may pray that the winter may not be as harsh as it, but but winter will come. But it also comes only for a season. So your role is to prepare for winter and um, help yourself, protect yourself and those that rely on you. Do what you can and um, let's, you know, let the Lord give the wisdom that we all need to see us through that um, season. So I'll leave it at that. This has been very free flow. I have no idea what I'm going to call the music. Maybe the purpose, maybe the presence, the plans of God. Maybe I'll call it four seasons. Maybe I'll call it ever-present God. But this is just me talking about the role of God in my life and how he helps me to make sense of my life and to find meaning um, in the scheme of things. My life is but a little speck of dust in the scheme of things of what is going on. But it's, it's an important speck of dust because God counted it worthy for me to be here, just like your life too. Is an important, an important speck of dust. So, while we are here, for the time and the space that we occupy on behalf of God, my prayer is that you and I will find the purpose for which we are here, and that God will give us the grace, the wisdom, the courage, and the strength to fulfill it. Also, the glory of His name, in Jesus' name. May the joy, may the peace, may the presence, may the power of the Lord never depart from our house, from our hearts, from our lives from our household and from all that we hold dear. In Jesus' name, amen.